I've worked with hundreds of women entrepreneurs to help them market their businesses. Behind their businesses, they all have stories to tell. Whether it's battling mommy guilt, starting a business after being fired from a six-figure job, or realizing they needed to pivot and forge an uncharted path, they've all experienced something on their journey to success. I'm one of these women too, and I'm here to share our stories on Bright Girls in Business. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's another Wednesday and we are back here with the Bright Girls in Business show. I am the host Chanel Yarber and I am always excited to come here and share my platform with other up and coming bright girls in business. So we have a lovely lady here today that I've been waiting weeks and I've been super excited to meet. I actually met her in person last week. We ran into each other out. And so um, I just want to say before I introduce her that the same person that I met online is the same person that I met in person. And sometimes that's a little rare, but I'm so <laughs> glad that I met her in person before we got her here. So um, I'm going to introduce you to her because she she's, you know, all that in a bag of chips. So when a person discovers their purpose and true meaning in life, they become an unstoppable force that is continually motivated by others. Shanta Quillette DeVell is one such person whose multifacetedness only serves to further distinguish her as the highly accomplished, energetic and ambitious individual that she is. And she is all that for real. With her heart set on seeing women thrive through all stages of their lives by helping them break any and all self-limiting beliefs as well as defying the odds stacked against them, she endeavors to help them begin their transformational journeys through a holistic approach. She is a dynamic author, comedian, and content creator who is also a heart attack and stroke thriver. And we are here today to talk about manifesting your best and most purposeful life. So welcome, Miss Shanta Quillette. Hey, how you doing? I was like, who they talking about? That's me. That's you, girl. <laughs> that's all you that we talking about right here. Let me read that. Let me see again. Yeah, yeah, that's you. That's you. It's all you. How you doing? I am doing amazing. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for bringing me upon your amazing show like you said it was such a pleasure to meet you in person because um you you find that people are not who they appear to be or who they post to be online that is um, so true so <laughs> that is so true and when I saw you I was like I think that's her and then when I approached I was like I hope she don't start acting on Hollywood because you know we was up there with with some you know celebrities and I yeah. was like I hope she don't be acting on Hollywood she's like hey girl I'm like that's why that's why she coming on the show because she she's down to earth and cool so so thank you for being here now I want to just dive right on in because I feel like we've known each other even though we just met in person last week I feel like we've known each other for quite some time because I've been connected to you on Facebook and we always laugh and kiki and all this stuff and I've seen your videos going viral and I've just seen the glow up but I want to get the backstory. Like, how did you get here? What what triggered all of this, you know, you leaping into being a multifaceted entrepreneur? Wow. So I can, I can definitely tell you it was not intentional. Uh, every step of my path has been strategically outlined 
by God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I want to say 15 years ago, I uh, just started with the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, uh, by trade. I am an accountant, uh, forensic accountant, MBA, and uh, have always been into economics and finance. Uh, I, in 2014, decided to take a leap of faith, uh, wanted to take a step up in my career, and I ended up moving to Arkansas, rural Arkansas. Oh. And I can tell you it's everything like 19, 19 I ain't even been in the 60s, but if, if I had to say what it was like, I'm, I'm going to say about 1958 ish. Uh, so during that time, I was just, it was, a, a tumultuous time for me um, in my career. Uh, it, it was just, it was, it was just heart wrenching. During that same time, I had three girlfriends and also an aunt who was battling breast cancer. This is when I, my, my first step into my purpose came about. Uh, my aunt and my two friends ended up passing away in 2015. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, who was still living, Shamika, she was, you know battling depression. She was, you know, metastatic. Um, and I decided to send her a gift one day. Uh, I sent her this pretty, this pretty pink box full of all the things that I love that made me happy, makeup, lipstick, lotions. And she was absolutely elated. And at that time she was like, you know what? Nobody is doing this. Nobody is doing this for breast cancer patients. You should do this for breast cancer patients. And I was like, and I said, uh, very frankly, no, ma'am, this is just for you. Uh, and so she she later passed. She passed away. And uh, I took all the things that my friends had poured into me uh, and what they said that they were missing as patients. And I found a gap. I found a gap. And I filled it. And so I started this event called GlamCon, standing for Glamorous Conquerors, where breast cancer patients, friends, and family could come together all in one day to celebrate survivorship. Mm-hmm. And uh, it then landed into the Pink Peppermint Project, uh, where we, is, we are a nonprofit, 501c3, that provides programs, resources, and services to breast cancer patients and their caregivers um, through events, programs, boxes, anything you think of that will just brighten a woman's day, we provide. I love that. I love that because first of all, we know just breast cancer is become seeming to become more and more common. And especially, I mean, I'm not getting old, but as I'm getting more mature, um, I'm still young, but you know, as I'm getting more mature, more of my friends and family members <laughs> that are around me are being affected. We know it, you know, right now it's breast cancer awareness month. Um, yeah. and just watching people that, you know, are so lively and, 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 you know, you just don't think that people, you think people are invincible sometimes, you know, right. and right. then you see your friends and you see your family go through the the battle and, you know, hopefully come out on the other side, stronger, better. But like you said, you lost friends and family and my condolences to you. Um, But to turn that into something so purposeful and powerful, I think is, is phenomenal because many people, they, they end up wallowing in it rather than, you know, shifting it and turning it into something positive. So. Absolutely. So now you, you talk about your career and you being in, 1960s Arkansas. Oh my God. So did you leave that? Were you in Dallas first and then you went there? I was actually in Dallas with my family. 
Uh, the one thing I have to say is that I have an amazing support system, especially a husband. I have an amazing husband um, that just supports me at every angle of my life. And so when I decided to take a step up in my uh, career and I found that the only way that I would be able to take um, to take a leap of faith and move up was to move. Uh, and so I told my husband that I wanted to, you know, I got offered the position in different places, every, every place, but Dallas, Dallas was the only place that I didn't receive an offer. And I was just like, you know what, I'm not going to miss this for anything. And my husband was like, Hey, we, we're going to do what we got to do. Move to Arkansas. I'll hold it down at, at, you know, at home, you're four hours away. We're going to make this happen. Um, and what I say is that, you know, it did not necessarily work out to there, but it worked out, um, because what I, what I credited to the enemy, um, I was discrediting God because it kept, catapulted me, um, into my purpose. And I opened up pink peppermint project through the pain, um, that I endured, uh, in that period of my life turned into ultimate purpose. Ain't that something like when we're in the middle of the, of the struggle and in the middle of that pain, all you can see and feel is what you're in the middle of. And then you mm -hmm. come out on the other side and it's like, had I not, had I not, you know, taken that step, had I not gone through this or that or whatever, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't have come out on the other side and had these experiences. I just find that to be so, yeah. so fascinating. And sometimes we forget, like you go through struggles and then you overcome and then you get in another one and it's like you forgot that the last time you came out <laughs> it's like somehow right, your, right, right. your mind gets erased and it's like oh my god and you start panicking again it's like no just look back you came out the last time and you came out stronger and better the last time so just you know keep tracking so I think that's great so Absolutely. so you went through all of that and then how did we get to the point now? I want to fast forward to, what was it, 2021? Mm -hmm. or, now, how did we get there? From You said 2014, you moved to Arkansas. How did you get to the point and, and what happened with the whole, the stroke and the heart attack and all that? Listen, I say God is one of the biggest comedians that we have here on this he earth. He is. And 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 you'd be like, God, I'm not laughing. Like you, you got to get to the punchline real quick because I'm not really even getting this. But uh, I ended up having a stroke. So here's the thing: um, I've always known. I was told at a I I was told at a very little age, at a very young age, what I was going to be and who I was supposed to be. Right, mm. and I was always fighting that. I was always trying to do everything other than what God had called me to be. Uh, because of fear and what God will let you know is if if you won't do it I'll, I'll do it for you and so I was you know really loving my job I had transferred back here to Dallas uh, just just loving my job I didn't have a complaint it wasn't something like I hate my job I want to I want to start working I was really working hard on my job but I was also working hard with my nonprofit as well. And what you learn, you know, they have this thing where, you know, everybody wants to say, I'm a superwoman, girl, I'm a strong woman. Psh, throw that all out the window, that's mm -mm. hot mess. No. You can't do everything. <laughs> if you try to do everything, something is going to be left undone, right? And so that's where I was. I, I, I was trying to give 100% to everything that I was doing, my marriage, my children, my job, and it just wasn't adding up. And so 
one day, you know, I was, I was having, I had been having some health issues since 2012. You know, that's a whole nother story, you know, going back and forth to the doctor, trying to, to relay message to them to understand I knew my body. Uh, but like I said, God knows me better. So I ended up having a stroke. I ended up having a stroke at work. Uh, and like, you know, people say, you know, you can't take life for granted. I had had my, I was just in the office talking to my manager about what I was going to do that weekend on a Tuesday morning at 7am. I had my whole week planned out five minutes after that conversation, I collapsed on the floor. Um, it was on my way to Baylor. My husband's getting a phone call saying that your wife is, has collapsed at work and she's unresponsive. Right. So for the next two years, I'm in physical, occupational, and speech therapy. I'm walking with a walker. I have a cane. I can hardly, you know, communicate. It's just everything changed overnight. Uh, and I just started going through what most people go through when you have a, a total life change, especially um, when it's a major life change. Uh, depression, stress, you know, you know, I'm not who I used to be, like, what is going on? But what I did know is that it pulled me up by the lapels, right? God, God opened like, I'm like, okay, I hear you. What, you know, what? okay, God, okay. I'm laughing out a little, okay. And that's when the vision started coming. That's when the doors started opening and I started Girl Be Natural because I was like, I'm, I got shifted into perimenopause. I'm like, okay, I can't find any products. I started researching, okay, black women don't, don't experience menopause, like white women experience menopause. Now I got to go through this and figure this out. Now they're not products for me. So I created a lane for myself that um, in turn turned into something great, turned into something amazing. Uh, and fast forward, um, going through rehabilitation, which is very, very tiresome, very um, depressing. Um, learning how to do things that you already knew how to do before. Uh, I one day was laying in the bed and my daughter said, hey, mom, you want to get on TikTok? I'm like, what's TikTok? And she's like, oh, it's just this app. I want you to do this dance. It's this trending dance. Will you do it with me? I'm like, sure, I'll do it. And I started doing it. And then, you know, she asked me to do a few other things, you know, had me and my husband participating. And I was like, oh, this is a really cool app. And I downloaded it. Uh, and just started getting on the app and really enjoying it. Um, really didn't know what my niche was. Actually didn't know what a niche was, right? At that time, I didn't know what my niche was. I love to cook. I love to do all these amazing things. Uh, but I am a great storyteller. And my friends were like, you need to be, you need to get on and tell some of those crazy stories that you'd be telling us about your family. And I'm like, girl, don't nobody want to listen to that. And um, it was, it, it was the door that God had opened for me. Uh, I was having a really bad day after therapy. I remember, I believe it was December 7th, 2020. I was having a really bad day. Um, I looked in the mirror. I didn't know who I was. I just mm. didn't, I just didn't recognize myself. I felt unhappy. Uh, it was just all these things. I was just going back to the, to, to the place like, you know, Oh, why can't I, you know, I, I was supposed to do this at the IRS. I was supposed to make it here. You know, I'm thinking about all these things. And, um, I did that video. I did that video, told a story in a funny way to really describe what I thought about myself in that moment. Mm. And I woke up the next morning, 
uh, well, first what happened was I did the video and somebody reported it uh, and, and I had to appeal it. And so I appealed it and I was like, you know, everybody's like, you need to change the caption. The caption is misleading and, you know, all these different things. And I'm like, but that's not, God gave me that caption. That caption was put on my mind for a reason. So I appealed it and put it back up and I went to sleep that evening and I woke up to my phone just going crazy. I never had so many notifications on my phone. I didn't know what was going on. I looked at my phone. Um, I, I just saw TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. I was like, what's going on? Then I get, I'm starting getting text messages from people like, oh my God, you know, D. Helen Ugly just, and I'm like, what is going wow. on here? I'm still a full, I'm still a full-time employee for the IRS, right? So I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? And so I looked and they were like, people were like, you're viral. I was like, what does that even mean? They're like, you're viral. It still didn't tell me what it meant, but they were just like, you're viral. <laughs> and from there opened up the door of my calling the mm. little girl who always watched Benny Hill the little girl who was in love with with uh Jenny McCarthy and Tracy Ullman uh the girl who was in love with Whoopi and who used to sneak at night to watch HBO uh comedy specials with Billy Crystal all that stuff started coming and I was like okay God and I just kept going with it and the more that I kept going with it the more it would grow and keep growing and I'm I'm here today let me tell you, that just blessed my soul so much, like <laughs> on so many different levels. Because one, we share a commonality in that I had a major health scare and life changing mm-hmm. surgery and all of that. So I know what it's like to be in your body and not feel like you're in your body. Um, and you can't really describe that to anybody other than somebody that's been through that. Where it's like, yes, this is me, but this ain't me at the same time. And like you said, all the struggles and everything that come along with that. And then just the transition to, I wasn't even trying to do this. Like, I wasn't really even trying to do this. I just fell into this thing. This has been, you know, spoken over me or been my my path and my calling for however long. And now, boom, here I am. Somehow I arrived here and it wasn't even my plan. And I just... That just is like, it's giving me all the feels right now because I can totally resonate with that story. And I'm going to tell you, when I saw you on that doggone TikTok, it was one you did. One you did with your son, y'all were dancing. And then another one you did and you were talking about going to your daughter's school and they said somebody came to pick her up or something. And that's the story. That's (laughs) the story. When I was describing how I feel, like he, her, his hair was fragile. He had a mustache. They said he was out of shape. Girl. All those details were me talking about myself. That thing tickled me so bad. I was like, oh my God. You was like, <laughs> they said it was, it was, I, I can't even remember. And I wish it I had the video up to play it. But that thing tickled <laughs> me so bad. I said, oh my God. And, and here's the thing that I love about you is that your comedy and your videos and your content is so authentic where we're in this space right now where so many people are putting on, right? They're putting on for Instagram. They're putting on for Facebook, TikTok, and all this stuff. And it's like, they're one way here and they're a whole nother way somewhere else. So they, you know, they're creating all these scenes and this and that. And it's like, no, you came on and you actually put yourself in the center of a joke where most people would not be that vulnerable and that authentic to be able to do that. So that's what made me be like, okay, this girl is going places. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I feel like you can't be anybody but yourself. The hardest thing to do is to pretend that you're someone else. And I've, I've never been one to do that. Even, even in high school, that was probably one of the things that kept me in, in, in fights and things like that, because I was always who I was going to be, you know, and that's one thing my parents and my dad had always told me, like, you, you, you be the best part, be, be the best version of yourself that you can. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Right. So I always was affirmed. I was always affirmed as a child. I always knew that I was, you know, I was, I was destined to be something, you know, and I, now when I told my dad I wanted to be a comedian, he said I wanted to be a clown. So he didn't, you know, he didn't take very lightly of that. But now you see when you you can't get away from purpose, you cannot get away from your calling. You know, it, it, it's there. And the thing is, is that, you know, the, the world presents you with so many things, right? So many obstacles, so many opportunities, but it's it's it, it, it's how you decide to 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 run it you know you can you can go the this way you know you come to this fork in the road you can go to purpose or you can go to pain right and and i choose to to move out of my pain and and and, and i'm gonna ride into purpose until god calls me home okay so th that's that's where that i think that's what's important is being authentic and being transparent and getting away from you know, these beautiful feeds on, on social media of people, you know, oh, I'm doing this. And, you know, they had a car, you know, turn off the camera and they're in the corner crying. Yeah. No, I want you to see all parts of me as a human being, me as a mother, me as a wife, me as a friend. Uh, that's what people need to see because people need to know that there are people out there like, like me. Yeah. I, I live in a nice house. I got, I, but Hey, that doesn't, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't do anything mm -hmm. for me. Like it, all this stuff can be taken away. Um, and, and that's what I learned during my stroke. You know, they're like, oh, do this. And I'm like, listen, you know, none of this, my house, my car, my money in my bank, whatever I had could not prevent me from having a stroke. Absolutely. None of that stopped me from having a stroke. None of that stopped me from having a heart attack. So, you know, that's why it's so important to be you and always I feel like treat people the way you want to treat yourself because I always say the person that you frowned on might be selling signing your check one day. So you gotta you you have to be you have to be careful. Imagine you would have came up to me and I was been nasty and you've been the person at the next casting that I've I'd had to audition for. And I'd be like, oh that well, that was the woman that I met and she was coming up to me and I was all nasty to her, and that's all she gonna remember. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> You led right into perfectly. Like I, I almost feel like you reading my notes, but anyway, you look. You reading my notes. <laughs> that was <No>. good. <laughs> you read. You led really perfectly into my next question, which is, what is purposeful living to you? I know everybody has their idea of what that might be, but to you, what what does that mean? So, purpose to me is cultivated by by impact you know, the, the impact that I'm able pro to provide around all the people that I, I come across, whether it's my, my husband, my children, the people that watch me on social media every day, being able to make a positive connection to people is purposeful for me. Living in a life of peace, being happy is purposeful for me. Um, I've, I am in the best place in my life that I have ever been. Um, and you don't realize 
how much peace, how much impact purpose and peace has on you. It makes you smile better. It makes you laugh better. The way you walk is better. You know, my husband would say, say certain things like, I can tell that you are in a happier place, a happier space. Because, you know, to me, I didn't, I didn't know that that's what I was exuding because I had this demanding job, but now purpose, purposeful, a purposeful life for me is just peace. It's just, mm. it's peace and happiness and knowing that I'm making a positive impact on the world. You know, purpose ties into your legacy. What do you want people to say about you when you're gone? What do you want people to remember about you? And I want people to know that they saw the Christ in me. They saw the love in me. They saw the happiness in me. And if anybody ever told you, I want to treat people so well, as if anybody ever told you I treated you nasty, they nobody would believe you. I love that. I love that. Because so many times we, we're in this rat race and we try to tie purpose to a dollar amount or an achievement or all these things that really, at the end of the day, they don't amount to a hill of beans. And like you said, it's not going to keep you from getting sick or having a stroke or a heart attack or any of life's other calamities, right? No matter how much money you have in your bank account, you still have right. to go through life, Um but just to think about your, your legacy and like you said, peace and joy and all of those things that are intangible. <sighs> Even if you had all the money in the world, you couldn't buy. I think that is so phenomenal that you have tied it to that. And it, it tells me a lot about you. It tells me you've been through enough to know better. Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah, it tells and, me. You know, and money is, and money is, is a tool. Money is used to be a tool to help you provide. And, and the more that I, I, I believe that you you walk in your purpose, the more the more of that tool you receive to be able to bless not only bless yourself and bless others. Because ultimately you can't you can't take it with you. You can't. So I think it, it is imp important to know, okay, money is a tool and and, and, and you know, and I don't want to get into the word, but the word tells us that, you know. Um that money is used for a tool. As a tool, it's not to 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 obsess over, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that's where people miss the point. Um, yes, I love, I'm never going to say I love, I love nice things. I love a nice wig. I love all these things, but I know that I still have to lead. <laughs> I have to lead a certain way, um, to, to continue to receive the, to receive the blessings that I have by just, just being myself and, and, and trusting in God. Yeah. So what would you tell other women who may be trying to, you know, scratch and survive and find their purpose and they're not yet thriving or at the place of where they found their purpose? What would you tell them? What advice would you give them to get them on track? I would just tell them that uh, the one thing I always say is um, no and not right now doesn't mean never. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we get caught up on what someone else is doing that we feel like we need to be in that place in that moment as well versus having the faith and knowing that if you trust in God, he will provide you the vision. Um, the, 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 the idea of comparison is, is, is painful. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. Social media, it, it's really positive, but it's also really negative. So I say, stop looking on what's on the outside and the aesthetic because you don't know what those people are going through and what they are 
having to do to get there, or even if it's even real, right? So you you just got to find a place in your life and 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 be truly happy with yourself. And once you are truly happy, uh, God will give you that vision. Like I said, it 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 took twenty years for me to get to get to get to get here. Like I said, God's timing doesn't you know it doesn't equate to our timing but like i said god knows better so god may not be blessing you right now and not necessarily blessing because if you're alive he's blessing you we just start there yeah. if you're alive you, you're blessed uh but sometimes you say hey you're asking for all these things and it may not be in alignment with you right now you know you're like oh i want a big house i want this and you can't, you, you, you behind on the rent every month. Uh oh. So how, how is God going to bless you with something so big if you can't manage the small things? So God, that's, that, that's what my God does. My God, it's either within his will or it's not, you know, and he always answers the prayer is either no, not now or never. Okay. Um, because there's something greater on the other end. And I just say, just have, just have faith, believe in yourself, love yourself and, and it'll come. I love that. I love that, man. You look, I need to bring you on. You need to, you need to come in the studio and be like a, a permanent, a permanent guest. Cause your energy is just everything. So, you know, I would do it. I'm, I'm serious. Look, don't, don't, don't make me uh, add another seat in here. Cause you, first of all, you preach, <laughs> you preach it to me and I just, I, I thrive off good energy people. I just do. And you're one of those people. So I'm just excited now. Good energy is everything, Chad. It is because you can get in some rooms <laughs> with some people and they drain the mess out of you. But anywho, have you on have you on E with the transmission out? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Now before we go, I always do my top five questions that I ask all of my guests. Okay, it's random questions, no right or wrong answer. It's just okay. just for fun. So let okay. your head down and have fun. All right. So first of all. I want to know what is the origin story of your name because when I saw it, I said, "No, that is unique. I don't know anybody else with a name like that." So I knew you had to come here with like some kind of purpose to be able to yes. stand out like that. But what's the origin story of your name? So first, I'd like to tell everybody I am the only Chanticleer in the world. Okay, since well, as of 2019, when I had my my background check. Uh, with the government. I'm the only Chanticleer. There's no other Chanticleer. So the name, I actually used to even like my name. So my mom had, uh, had, had a cousin and her cousin was pregnant, nine months pregnant, and she was going to name her daughter Chanticleer, that or Shaka Colette, something like that, Chanticleer. Uh, and she ended up um, being killed in a car accident. Um, uh, killed on impact, her her and the baby. So as a, I guess, token of appreciation, my mom named me after that child. Wow. See, I knew it was a story behind that. I said, <laughs> that's something, you, look, you know, we can get creative with some names. Yes. I, yeah, you know. And I, and I thought about that too when I, when I had come up with the question, because my, I mean, my name is Chanel, so it's, it's somewhat common, but growing up, I never knew another Chanel. So yeah. I didn't like my name because I, I didn't have other people that had my name weird. Um, same here. It was same here. It was, it, it was, it was either the teachers would change it because they were, were having a difficult time saying it or spelling it themselves. 
that they brought it down to Shanta Q. Um, so that's why I go, you know, that, that's why it's called Hey Shanta Q, um, because that's what everybody called me in school. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't like it at first, but now, you know, I had this really interesting encounter with Oprah Winfrey and um, here at a Dallas event and she was on the red carpet with her publicist and the publicist asked me my name uh, and I said Shanta Colette. And as Oprah was turning to, to get back on the red carpet, she said Shanta you know, in Oprah fashion, she said Shanta Colette. That's a beautiful name. It should be in bright lights. Ah! See? And I, and I just said, yes, ma'am. You know, I just said, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, and I had already been using Chanticleer then, but yeah, it, it's a very, very unique name. And Chanticleer, Chanticleer DeVille is my, DeVille is my middle name. So it all comes together so, so, so gracefully. So I, you know, I, I embrace it now. I love it. And it's, your name is like, for real, it's going to be in lights like real, real soon. I'm, I'm speaking that on you. I, you just, uh, don't look, don't, don't make me fall over in this chair. No, I'm serious. <laughs> like <laughs> you got something on you. And I, I was talking a uh, couple, couple weeks back uh, with another guest just about energy and spirits and like picking up stuff on people. And I, I, I just, we'll talk after this, but yeah, you, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my second question is when you were 10 years old, uh-huh. think back, you know, about five years ago when you were 10, mm-hmm. what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. Okay. When I was 10 years old, I used to watch, <laughs> I'm from Denver, Colorado. So on Channel 31 on Sundays, you would always get a Kung Fu movie <laughs> or a good karate Bruce Lee movie or Ninja. I was destined. To be a ninja. Oh my god! I <laughs> so I the, wanted to be a full blown ninja in a ninja. whole ninja suit, and I was going to go be in Shaolin on missions, Mm-mm. protecting. <laughs> that is hilarious. So when I was about nine, eight or nine, I think I was a ninja for Halloween. <laughs> And I took that thing Listen. so seriously. I had some stars and everything. Like, so yes, I, I totally. I had a whole book that taught. I had a whole book that I had that my mom bought me at a bookstore. And it was a ninja training book. And yeah. I remember in that book, it shows you how to walk and, and you know, come in, you know, come in areas without people knowing you're there. And it was like sneaking through, <laughs> you know, sneaking in the dark. I, girl, Listen. I used to walk in the house practicing, like, Mama, did you hear me? Did you hear me? And she's like, yeah, yeah, baby, I didn't hear you. You know? It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I didn't oh hear you. Oh, my God. Back flat, flat foot self coming here. I didn't hear you. Yeah, baby, you're going to be in That ninja. is <laughs> the best. I just knew you were going to say something. Else. I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but I thought you were- I, and, and the second thing. Uh, it was Ninja and then Diane Carroll. I thought I could be Di- I thought I could be Dominique Devereaux. Ooh, um, Dominique Devereaux was bad. She was bad. I'm gonna be her when I grow up. Yeah, I'm gonna be a ninja and I'm gonna be Dominique Devereaux. That is too funny. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, she said a ninja. Lord Jesus. So my next question is: If you had to put a soundtrack of your life together. Name three songs that will have to be on your soundtrack. Ooh, so definitely Kanye West, Through the Wire. 
Um, the second one is uh, Diana Ross, I'm Coming Up. And the third one, oh my goodness, it's, um, it's, uh, big, it's Big Punisher. And it's so hard. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those are some good songs. All right. Yeah. We're going to have to put you a, a Shanta Q playlist together. <laughs> so, so my next question, number four, is what was the last movie or TV show that made you cry? Ooh. Oh, my goodness. I, I, so I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was just a recent movie. It was a Netflix movie and it had Viola Davis and Sandra Bullock in it. Mm. And Sandra was getting ready to get charged. She, her daughter ended up killing this man and she was taking the rap for it. I think the, the sheriff or something. And it was the scene between Viola and Sandra in the front of the house. Okay. And that's when Viola it. recognized that. Sandra was protecting the daughter. It was really heated. And I remember I was just like boo-hooing. I was just like so caught up in the scene um, because I just felt, you know, how she was just really trying what she would go through to protect a child, to protect, mm -hmm. it was her little sister, protect her sister in this moment. Wow. Okay. I'm I can't remember to, the name of the movie, but I'm it gonna was I'm going to have really to look good. that up. It sounds like it's good. If, if Viola was in it, then I know. Yeah, it, it, good, it, just so. came, it just came out maybe five or six months ago on Netflix. I can't remember the name, but it's Viola Davis and Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is actually the star of the movie. All right. And finally, what story does your family always tell about you? Oh God. Um, so I have always been very creative with my stories and I would lie my way out of a situation <laughs> if, I, if I could. And so my, my mom used to have all these amazing perfumes. You know, all, everybody, mama had the red door and the white diamond. So my mom had some white diamond and I would, you know, take her perfume in my backpack to school or whatever. And the, the goal was to take it to the school, you know, take it, use it and bring it back. One day I forgot. And my mom was like, my mom's like, all my perfumes and all my lipsticks are missing. And my dad's like, I bet you if you go up to her school, I was in middle school. I was in the seventh, seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. My dad's like, go up to her school and I bet you'll find all your stuff in the locker. And my mom, I'm like, no, mama, it's not in my locker. I promise. She's like, well, I'm coming up to your school and I'm going to see. So my friend Shannon, I knew all my mama's stuff was in my locker. So I said, Shannon, I need to switch lockers with you. I said, so when my mama comes to the school, she opened up the locker. She won't see anything. Oh, so man. we had it all planned. We, we switched lockers. Um, her locker, we tested it. So... My mom comes up to the school. She comes and gets me out the class. She's like, open the locker. Girl, oh, try to open the locker. The locker is jammed, right? So now my mom thinks I'm purposely not trying to open the locker. And I'm like, no, I want to open the locker because when I open it, nothing's going to be in there. So we get the janitor. It's stuck. It won't open. I mean, they couldn't get it open at all. So my mom is like, basically like hitting me on the side. I'll never forget. She's like, you better open the locker right now. When you get home, I'm going, you know what your mama tells you. I'm yeah. going to beat the hell out of you. So I'm like, oh God. So I come up with this story. I make this story up that, so I come home, I'm crying, right? I get off the bus crying. Oh, and I know I got to meet my little sister. So I meet my little sister at the corner. She goes to the elementary school. I'm at the middle school. I'm crying, girl. I tell my sister, we, in our neighborhood, 
even though it was a it was a suburban area, we had a lot of gang we had a lot of gang members in our area. So I said that the the Crips chased me chased me home. Mm-mm. They chased me home and they tried to beat me up. And and I girl on the stage decided to threw rocks on my on my driveway and everything. Right. So my sister calls my mom at work. The Crips tried to jump. The Crips tried to jump mom. Uh, jump Shanta and my dad comes home and he automatically and I wrote a little note. We gonna get you and I balled it up with some rocks and uh-uh. oh god, it was it was so theatrical. <laughs> and my dad comes home and he automatically knows I'm lying. He automatically knows I'm lying because I never knew that he knew when I cried that that was I was lying. And so he was like, tell me the story again. And by the time we got to tell him the story eight times, he's like, Shanta, can you just tell me the truth? Can you tell me the truth? And I'm like, there's no crypts. There's no rocks. There's nothing. And he's like, I cannot believe that you sat up here. But I was like, that's how bad I didn't want to get a whooping. And I didn't get, and guess what? I didn't get a whooping. See, that's <laughs> funny. You had to, you had to stage a whole gang fight to get up. <laughs> Get out of her. And so my mom always tells the story. It's called the big lie. Oh my goodness. That is fun. That that just tells me you you really were destined to be like a content creator. Cause you, <laughs> if you could weave this whole story and and all of the little props and everything you had going on, that's funny. That I was always, funny. I was been in drama class, so I had been taking drama and stuff. So listen. <laughs> I love it. Well, I just want to thank you again for coming here and sharing your story, sharing your light, um, and encouraging other people just to, you know, embrace living purposefully. So how can people connect with you and follow you? Yes, absolutely. So you can go to my Instagram at HeyShantaQ, and there is a link in the bio that is to Beacon, Beacon IA. It will give you, it's like Linktree. It will give you access to my nonprofit, my manufacturing company, and everything I'm doing, my books. Uh, that one little link will get you to everything you need that it involves me. All right. Well, y'all heard it. Go and follow her because I promise y'all, y'all will not be disappointed. Some of these TikToks and these videos will have you screaming. So make sure you go and follow <laughs> her and support. And thank you again for joining. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So next week, Same time, same place. We will be back right here at 6 p.m. Central for another episode of the Bright Girls in Business show where we will have none other than Rose Simmons and Rodriguez Underwood on the show. And we're going to be talking about what it takes to be a power couple. So y'all know, look, I'm single and I'm mingling, but, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get booed up during this cuffing season. So maybe they're going to come on here and have some advice for me on what it looks like to become a power couple. Now, if y'all like this video, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the channel, share it, all those good things. Cause I want to be able to come back. And if y'all don't watch this, then, you know, it's going to be um, like one of those shows that got canceled on TV. Y'all just won't see it again. So make sure you do that. Okay. And we'll see you next week right here on the bright girls in business show. Thanks for watching the Bright Girls in Business show. Be sure to like, comment, and share this video. And don't forget to subscribe and smack the bell so that you get notifications each and every time I go live with a new episode. Until next time, watch one of the previous episodes and we'll see you next time.